Hey friends, we were never promised that life would be easy. Sometimes it is hard and super crazy, but when we do life together, we find that it becomes a lot easier and much more fun. I believe in joyful life, in happy parenting, healthy marriages, long lasting friendships, and making perfect memories in imperfect homes. I love to dig deep and talk about the really raw things that people are not always comfortable discussing. And I'm also passionate about sharing practical tips that have helped me to help you navigate through life less stressfully and more purposefully. We will laugh together and struggle together. You will hear honest insights on strengthening your faith and your marriage, parenthood, how to's, and so much more so that you can live life and live it with joy. I am Lindsay Maestas. Welcome to the Living Easy Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Living Easy with Lindsay. I want to talk today about sleep. So I am recording this at 10.15 p.m., so just full disclosure that I do not have it all together as usual. Um, But today I really do want to talk about the theology of sleep and the importance behind getting legitimate, solid rest in your life. And I'm sharing this as someone who is a night owl. I struggle with mornings. I love being up late at night, and I tend to be rebellious because once my kids are asleep, I just want to be alone. I want peace and quiet after I spend time with my husband and just come and sit. I do my best work at night. I think at night. I journal at night. I read at night. It is so good for me to have that time. But I'm sure as everybody else notices that if I have late nights, I don't have great days. And I often refuse to sleep. I just don't want to give up that time that I have to myself to kind of run my own world, get my business together, get my meal plans together, get all of my thoughts together as a mom, sit in regret over the decisions that I made that day in parenthood, and then repent of them and move on. Like That is my time. And so it is really hard for me to get myself to be intentional about going to bed. I am just a pretty stubborn person. So one thing that I believe is that sleep is worship. And so I want to share a little bit about that and kind of what God has been doing in my heart and my life to compel me to get more rest even when I really, really don't want to. I think when we're able to reframe the way that we think about sleep and the way that we think about rest, we're then able to embrace sleep as a gift rather than as a mundane task that wastes our time or steals opportunity from us during the day or at night. Instead, if we see it as an act of worship, an opportunity to worship God in his fullness, it allows us the opportunity to say, okay, this is something that is honoring. This is something that is good. This is something that is holy. I am not sure about you because if you're somebody who loves sleep, this may not resonate with you (laughs) at all. And that's totally fine. But I would also encourage you to think of this in light of rest as well, not necessarily sleeping, but choosing rest in moments of busyness and chaos and hustle culture and actually taking time to do things for yourself that fill you, that fill your heart, that fill your bucket. And So in either case, sleep or rest, 
God designed both. And we spend a third of our lives sleeping, which seems like a waste of time to a lot of people, especially when our world never shuts down. So imagine all of the things that we could accomplish if we didn't need sleep. But in Psalm 127 too, it says, it is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved in his sleep. That is saying that sleep is a gift of love from God. And it's something that is intended to bring us peace and to remind us to trust in him. It is a reminder that we are not God, that while we are sleeping, he gives to us. So we think that we are often in control of our own lives, and I am a full-on control freak in my own life, and often I believe that my work is indispensable. The things that I do for my family, the things that I do for my friends, the things that I do for this ministry, I convince myself that I'm irreplaceable, or I convince myself that God cannot continue to do a work if I am resting. But not only is that a lie, but I've seen the proof of the truth in that there are moments when I'm absolutely failing my children and I am reacting in a way that I shouldn't be, or I am not speaking in love, but in frustration. And yet in the thick of that, they still show me the love of Jesus. They show me repentance if they have failed me or failed God. They show me a sense of love when I don't deserve it. And that to me is proof that even when I am not doing my due diligence as a mother in the moments when I know I should be, that God is continuing to work in their hearts. And it's the same way in our lives and in our worlds that even when our hands are off of the task, God is working. And so I just want to encourage in today's episode, brief episode, that we are not God. And while there is this tendency to control, it is so freeing to let go of that control and to realize that God turns us into literal sacks of sand once a day to remind us of our own limitations and our hindrances from his goodness and his power and his sovereignty. Sleep is a broken record for humans who want to do and perform and achieve, and it repeats the same message over and over again. You are not sovereign. You are not sovereign. You are not sovereign. Lindsay, you are not sovereign. (laughs) You cannot do all things at all times. And I reiterate this because I don't want this message to be lost on any of us because I think that sometimes we hear this message and we think, yeah, that would be nice. Or yeah, I would love to sleep, Lindsay, but when am I supposed to do that? I work two jobs. I work an overnight shift. I'm busy. I'm a single mom. I... And I understand it is not easy. And let me tell you that recently I've realized how much I struggle with mood swings at about 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. during the day. I absolutely crash. I feel exhausted, useless, just awful. And I've learned I need a break during that time. And I feel so guilty about it. I've never been a napper. I've never been somebody who's needed that. But lately, I feel like I cannot function without it. And so I started napping. And it has been so good for me. I literally set my alarm for 20 minutes. I put a show on for the kids or I give them some drawing stuff, kinetic sand. And I say, you cannot wake me. (laughs) I will come out as soon as I'm awake. And I know for 
people with very young kids, this is not always possible. And you may need a village to help you or a friend or neighbor or sitter. But I will sit and set my timer for 30 minutes. It takes me about 10 minutes to fall asleep, which when you're tired enough, you really can. And then I sleep for 20 minutes and then I'll have a cup of coffee before my nap because it takes 20 minutes for caffeine to hit your system. So I realized, okay, this is a weakness. And while I feel lame for doing that, while I feel guilty, that's all from the enemy because that rest is a gift from God. And it is something that makes me a better mom, a better wife, a better homemaker, a better businesswoman all of the things. And so while this message may get lost on us, I think it's so important for us to realize what the lack of sleep does to our lives and to our relationships with Jesus. God wants us to trust him. He wants us to relish in the gifts that he's given to us. That's why I'm always talking about the gift of sex, because it is a good thing to be relished in, and sleep is the exact same way. He, God, is a tireless worker. He never tires. He never sleeps. And he continues to do his work even while you're sleeping. Though he doesn't sleep, I think it is so incredible that he imagined sleep for his earthly children. And in reality, sleep is a parable that God is God and we are merely mortals, humans with finite minds, finite capabilities, finite limits. And he handles the world so perfectly while half of the world, a hemisphere, sleeps and does absolutely nothing. And so as we see this, as we see how anxiety runs rampant. I think the percentage of people who claim to be anxious now statistically is 75 to 80%. And when I say claim, I mean they're honest and open about it. There may be even more than that of people who are not communicating the anxiety that they feel. And this anxiety often stems from a lack of sleep. Anxiety comes when we do not sleep, you guys. Anxiety runs rampant. This is something I've heard psychologist after psychologist after mental health expert share that one of the most underestimated factors of horrible mental health is a lack of sleep. It really does impact. And I see it in myself and in my family every single day. And so when we see it in this light, that it is an act of worship, it is an act of resting in God because he is forever in control, we then are able to cast that anxiety onto him while we sleep, while we allow our bodies to refresh, and while we allow him to do his work. And so here are three reasons that I want to share with you why sleep is a form of Christian worship. So number one is you're resting in God's provision. So as we are seeing God care for us, even while we're resting, that he cares for our family, our home, he keeps us safe, he protects us. We then rest and recharge under his spirit, in his spirit, and we acknowledge our dependence on God and our need for his sustaining grace. You can always do that extra hour of work. You can always do those two extra hours of homework. You can always add more time into cleaning and doing laundry. And yet you still wake up the next day with those tasks to do. You are able to accomplish much with the grace of God. It does not all have to be by your striving or your effort. And honestly, when your relationship with Jesus or when your life is reliant upon striving, it leads to emptiness. And so we cannot go on indefinitely without rest. And it's kind of this power struggle between I need to do this versus 
okay, God, you have me. And when we think of it that way and we say, no, nine o'clock is bedtime so that I can wake up refreshed, restored, willing and ready to serve my family or my schoolwork or my job or whatever it is that God has given you as a responsibility and a role. And when we acknowledge our need for sleep, our finite limits, we are humbled and I am humbled often and reminded of the dependence that we're to have on God and his provision. And so it also is a really cool tool, I think, for cultivating the spirit of surrender and trust because we offer up our worries in those moments knowing that there's nothing we can do about it. By the time we go to bed, we have to let it go and we have to lay down and say, okay, Lord, you have me. I trust you. Draw nearer to me. Allow me to draw nearer to you and serve you in the best way. Number two, you are honoring your body as a temple. So as Christians, we're called to honor our bodies as a temple of the Holy Spirit. So getting adequate sleep is an essential part of honoring your physical health because just as you see in building muscle, losing weight, sleep is a huge factor and part of that. You're also giving yourself the opportunity to better serve God and others because you're not exhausted. You're able to function properly. You're not failing to get through something that you should have been able to accomplish because you're too tired. And this can be canceling on friends because you're exhausted. And maybe if you had gone to bed earlier the night before, you wouldn't feel like, oh, I don't want to go. Or you don't cancel the gym because you have the energy to go. Or you accomplish that one task that was so daunting to you because your mental clarity allows for you to do so. All of these things are a factor of getting enough rest. And so maybe you can take a second to pause this and evaluate what are the areas of your life that falter or fall short because you're not getting enough sleep. I know that my number one answer is my motherhood, that when I don't get enough sleep, my patience is lacking, my willingness and ability to properly, lovingly serve my family with a really nice meal or cleaning in the way that I would like to or doing my best work and my best recordings and my best responses to your DMs, that all comes from sleep. And when I'm lacking it, I fall short every single time. So what is it for you? Is it your friendships that struggle because you're always canceling on them or flaking on them? Is it your lack of ability to be really present with your partner? Is it laziness at work? What are the areas that a lack of sleep and lack of obedience ultimately is leading to sin or to damage and destruction in your life? So when you prioritize sleep, you're taking care of the body that God has given you and you are taking care of his other children as well. Lastly, you're cultivating a spirit of gratitude. And I love this because I really do think that this is an area where we can all work hard to be better at showing thankfulness, showing gratitude. And when we sleep, we are able to cultivate a spirit of gratitude and thankfulness because as we lay down to rest, we can reflect on our day. And I think that's such a huge moment for me and something, another reason why I really love the quiet is because when I lay down for rest, I think back to everything, to the things that I want to do better tomorrow, to the things that went really well that day. And I'm able to sit and just list off and thank God 
for all that he's given me. And that also helps me to fall asleep. And so when we see his goodness, when we see his faithfulness, when we believe those things, it cultivates a spirit of gratitude in us to say, okay, Lord, I know that you've provided sleep for me as a gift. And while I may not feel like it right now at all, I know that it will serve me better tomorrow. I know that I will be a better steward of your love, of your truth, of your word. I know that I will be a more faithful disciple. I know that I'll be a more loving neighbor. And in all of that, I am thankful for your gift of sleep, even when you are sleepless, you are tireless, you are an all-powerful, all-present God who is always active in my life. So here are eight quick strategies that have helped me to get a better night's sleep. So number one is to establish a consistent sleep routine. This is setting your bedtime like a child and saying I have a bedtime every single night and also a wake time every single day. And this helps to regulate your body's natural sleep-wake cycle. And as you stick to this routine consistently, you're going to find that your body is going to crave that rest, Um, even on weekends and holidays. If you maintain it to the best of your ability, your body is going to naturally adjust to that and it's going to be much easier to get to sleep. Number two, create a sleep conducive environment. Your bedroom should be screenless if possible. And this does not mean all the time, but before bed, we all know that screens are really damaging to our rest. They can cause a lot of anxiety before bed. I sometimes feel like I'm having literal heart palpitations when I'm just scrolling for 30 minutes it feels so useless and it feels so just yucky sometimes that I see how damaging it can be versus reading a book or sitting and talking to my husband or intimacy or anything else (laughs) aside from screens. And so use blackout curtains, get a sleep mask, use noise machines, earplugs, whatever it is that you need. And um, one tip that I read when I was doing research on this says that you should keep the temperature between 62 to 67 degrees Fahrenheit for optimal sleep, which I thought was interesting. Number three, limit exposure to screens before bedtime. As you are finding yourself laying down in bed, you're like, oh, just one show, (laughs) just one Netflix show. And then it turns into two, three, four. And then by the time it is one in the morning, you're like, oh, shoot, I should have gone to bed a long time ago. Number four, practice relaxation techniques. So this can be anything like Pilates before bed. I love to do YouTube Pilates any day, anytime, whenever I can. But there are so many that you can do at night that are restful. Something like ASMR. Some people think it's really strange, but some people really enjoy it. Those sounds and the clicking and the scratching on the microphone like that (laughs) and doing ASMR techniques that can help people to feel restful and it can help to prepare your body for sleep, deep breathing. My mom does these breathing exercises. I should have asked her exactly what they were, but I think that it's a deep breath in and then slowly breathing out for about 10 seconds and consistently doing that. All of these practices can help to ease you into sleep better, especially if you're somebody who has a really hard time falling asleep. Number five, avoid any stimulating substances before bedtime. Caffeine, like I love my coffee late in the day because I'm tired at three o'clock, can really keep me awake. Consuming alcohol before bed, even after like three o'clock p.m. can affect that. Caffeine, 
and chocolate can also cause you to stay awake. So finding the foods and the substances that can prevent you from sleeping well and avoiding those after about 3 o'clock p.m. in order to sleep better. Number six is chamomile. I love chamomile tea, and it is an herb that is used to help people sleep and to promote relaxation. So when I'm having a hard time sleeping, and my mom used to do this for us when we were little, we would just get hot tea. I would fill my kettle up and then put some honey in with some chamomile tea and just allows you to rest and relax and fall asleep more easily. Number seven is a lavender. So lavender is another herb that is meant for and intended for relaxation. And you can do lavender essential oil in a bath before bed. If bath time helps you to feel more relaxed, you can read a book in your bath. You can put essential oil into your bathtub or you can put it into a diffuser in your room or next to your bathtub. Or you can also place those little lavender bags, kind of they feel kind of like bean bags. And you can place those under your bed or even around your neck and heat them up and allow them to kind of give you that scent before sleep. And then lastly is number eight, which is melatonin. Melatonin is a hormone naturally produced by the body that helps to regulate your sleep-wake cycles. And you can find these supplements in most health food stores. So the thing is, is that your body already naturally produces it. You're essentially just giving it more. Taking small doses can really help you to fall asleep more easily. But one quick note is that it can have some side effects. Um, My sister actually gets restless leg syndrome from it, and it causes her to feel really uncomfortable if she doesn't fall asleep right away. So just look into those things and see if it's beneficial for you before taking it. I know that all of these tips can be just tips and some of it may never work. And you may think, Lindsay, I've tried all of these things and I just can't sleep. And I would say above all of these recommendations, I would encourage you to pray. Think of all that God has given you. List those things off. Pray with gratitude for all that you have. Pray for the people around you. And as you do that, I believe that God will give restful sleep. And don't be afraid to ask him for restful sleep. Let him know, Lord, please, I need this sleep to be the best version of myself. But equally, just as we are required to live an active faith, you must be intentional in pursuing that sleep and being honoring to God and obedient to God in doing what he has called you to and having a Sabbath day and having rest time and sleeping well in order to be the best disciple, the best mother, the best father, the best husband, the best wife that you are able to be and to live to your fullest potential that God has called you to because you are obeying him and his word. So I love you guys. I hope that this encourages you today to get some rest, to take a nap and not feel guilty about it, to go to bed early and embrace those early mornings with a cup of coffee and some time alone in your devotional. Because as you get more sleep, you're going to have more energy to do those things, to read the Bible with your kids in the morning, to do memory verses together, to focus on your own relationship with Jesus, to get some exercise in all things that help your mental health and give you the opportunity to have a better day and a better life. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you next week.